want to um, welcome all who have tuned in to this live stream coming from Landmark Baptist Church. I pray that you will find strength and courage in this message. Before I get started, uh, we usually have a a prayer service here at Landmark Baptist Church on Wednesday nights, and so I'm going to read some prayer requests at this time, and then we'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll get started with the message. Uh, I want to remember those that are among us here. These are our members that, that need prayer. Brother Buddy, a man, <clears throat> Brother Gary Gibbs. Uh, Brother Gary's in dire need of a kidney, so... Y'all be praying for him about that. Brother Greg Gibbs, Brother Sam Henry, uh, Sister Tara Powell, and Brother Billy Ray Stoddard. Remember those in prayer and pray for them and pray that the Lord will see fit to. They need healing. They need help. And pray that the Lord will see fit to lay his hand upon them. I want to go to the Lord in prayer at this time, and then I'll read our text and give you our message and Begin to preach it. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you this day for the time that we have here. Lord, I know the building is empty, and and I know I miss these people so much. But, Lord, this is we what we feel we have to do right now. Lord, I'm thankful that uh, we have this live streaming. I'm thankful for Brother Adam Hartley, who comes and sets this up every Time we have it, and Lord, we're thankful for him. We're thankful for all of our people, Lord. We pray that you'll see fit to bless them. Lord, we pray for these that are that are sick, Lord, and need prayer. There's so many in this nation that are sick and from this terrible disease that's going around. But Lord, you know what it is, and you know how it is, and you know what to do about it. And Lord, we can do nothing about it. All we can do is is try our best to uh, to do the things that you would have us do and, and pray that you'll protect us, watch over us, and take care of us. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to read to you a text tonight from the book of Luke, the 10th chapter. And I want to begin reading in verse 21. It says, In that hour... Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of, of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and and who he who the father is but the son and to and he to whom the son revealed himself him or himself now i'll title this message today uh, already delivered you know the word delivered is used differently uh, in the uh, greek language uh, the word delivered is used in the same sense of security you know, we, we all know that once something has been delivered, uh, it's, it, it, it can't be undelivered. Oh, it can be stolen. It can be taken away by thieves. 
but it can't be undelivered. And, and so that's, uh, that's how this word is used. This word is used in the sense that once the Lord delivered, delivers someone, then they are delivered for all eternity. Now, I don't know who wrote it, but, but I want to read to you something that I ran across the other day that I thought was very appropriate for, for tonight. He, he writes, I guess he, he or she, writes, Lord, keep alive my sense of wonder, centering in the living Christ, off placing me, his great throne under, to whom with him a gracious trice, the old, old story ever knew and ever proved, proving itself true. Well, it is true. That old story is, is told over and over. That old story has been told for centuries. Now, you know, someone said one time that they would like to preach something new. Well, you can't preach anything new because there's no new thing under the sun. But if you, if you start trying to preach new things and you're going to get away from the truth, the, the, the only truth there is, is the old, old story that is told uh, in the word of God. It is a great and cruel fallacy toward God and man to believe that we're saved merely, merely to be satisfied. You know, a lot of people take salvation as something that, well, they're satisfied with, and that's as far as they go. They're satisfied with their, their belief. They're satisfied with, with their, uh, uh, with their, how, how they have made their commitment. But uh, if, if that's the only reason they were saved is to be satisfied, then uh, they have another uh, thought coming. Such a thought, as I see it, is not worthy of God's amazing grace. You know, God's amazing grace goes further than just satisfying us. God's amazing grace goes much further. The man who eats only to satisfy is a glutton and a worshiper of his own stomach. Now, you know, we, uh, uh, we, we, we don't eat just to be satisfied. We eat because we need to eat. We eat because we need nourishment. We eat because we need things that, that this body needs in order to function. But, uh, if we just eat until, until we're satisfied, then we wind up being nothing but a glutton. God's children eat of the world to live, to love, and to labor I'm sorry, God's children eat of the word to live, to love, and to labor for our maker. God made provision for us to live righteous before God, to love our fellow man, and to labor for Christ's sake or for Christ's cause. That's, that's what, that's one of the, that's one, the reason God saved us. He saved us not only, but he, he loved us, but he causes us to love our fellow man, and to love our neighbor as ourself. Now, God delivered his children by granting them all the grace they will ever use to ever need to live. Just remember, it is because of his mercy that we are totally consumed. God grants to his children, I'm sorry, God grants, God's grants to his children are given without any plea of merit on their part. If God gave because of one's merits, 
then it would not be grace. We have the grace to live and also the grace to die. Now, let me ask you today, as you, as you listen out uh, there, let me ask you today, uh, do you have the grace to die? You know, any, anybody can show grace to live. You know, we can, we can get around grace many ways and live our lives and, and, and be happy. A lot of people are happy, uh, in this lifetime. But I want to tell you folks, when it comes time, when the death dew comes to the brow and the death rattle comes in the throat, then that is when the grace of God cuts in. And that's when the grace of God, uh, makes it just a shadow, uh, that we pass through during that time. But remember this, that God delivers his children by his uh, unmerited grace. <clears throat> we, um, God gave because of one's merits, then it, if God, let's say it this way, if God gave because of one's merits, then it would only be a, would be a grace. Now we have, we've already said this. Now secondly, God delivered his children from their greatest enemy, sin. Our, our greatest enemy is sin. Our greatest enemy is to try to keep this out of our, out of our system, out of our body, out of our life. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's impossible. You know, we, we are weak. We are weak sinners. And, and, but God delivered us, uh, uh, from our greatest enemy and that's sin. He delivered us from sin. Sin can totally destroy a person. Sin is the one enemy which we want to be delivered out of our hands. Romans 6, 17, 18 states, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart, not from the head, as we were, some of us were talking uh, here recently. Uh, a lot of people have a head knowledge, but they don't have a heart knowledge. But God be thanked that we were the servants of sin because ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered, which was delivered you. Being made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Now, certainly, this is a, this is not new. This is old. This is some of the old story. But it's new, it's new to people because I see a lot of people today that you just wonder if they don't have just a head knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and they don't really have a heart understanding of him. As, as we said, as he said in our text, he said, uh, the people that Jesus reveals to, they know, they, they know, they know the truth. Also in Romans 6 and verse 14 states, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under law, but under grace. Now, God's deliverance is sure when it comes from sin. You know, we, we no longer, sin no longer has dominion over our life. The, the dominion that sin have over our life is dead. Now, I know that there's times when, as, as the Apostle Paul said, that there are times when the carnal man will step in and, and he'll begin to lead us in the wrong direction. But then we also know that Jesus Christ gave us a victory that we can overcome that. We can overcome that in our lives. 
So we 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 thankful thankful to God for that. Now, God delivered His children from their second greatest enemy, and that is themselves. You know, we we must be delivered from from ourselves. We must never let sin lord over us. You know, we God God delivered us from ourselves. You know, we we we're weak creatures, and that's the reason I hope and pray that we may find some strength and some courage in this message. But we're we're weak people. We really are. And so, but God delivers us from, from ourselves. We must never let sin lord over us. As long as the carnal eye exists, we will be the servants of sin. You know, I hear so much in my uh, uh, ministry. I've heard it over the years, and I, I hear a lot of things. I tell people here sometimes at Landmark Baptist Church that they'll say, Well, how do you know? Well, I, well, I know a lot. Because I've seen a lot, and I've heard a lot. And so thereby, you know, we, we come to learn a lot. But uh, um, <clears throat> I've, I've heard so much, it is mine, and I will do as I please with it. Well, that is, that is ourselves speaking. That's, that's the man speaking. That's not the spirit the man, the man is speaking. He says, what's mine is mine, and you're not going to get it. What's mine is mine. God's not going to get any of it. I even had a man one time tell me, he said, I would not give God a dime of, of, of my money. And so, and, and, and he, and, and he died like that, as far as I know. He died like that, that, that what was his was his, and he was not going to give any of it away. Well, God delivered us from that. From, from that mindset. He delivered us from those things. He put us in a sound mind. He put us in a mind that understands spiritual things, that, that follows after spiritual things. Well, let me bring some bad news. All of it, whatever you have, whatever you'll ever have, all of it, all of it is God's. You only have it to use as good stewards over what God gives you. God expects you to be be good stewards over those things. You, you'll say, well, my money's mine, and I'll spend it on what I want to. No, you won't, because you're not a good steward over it. If you, if you, let, it, if you let it run your life, and if you let it uh, take over in your life, you know, we, we, we live in a day, I know people are, they talk about uh, uh, things are bad right now, but um, most of the time, most of us have been blessed. We, we've been blessed with, with spiritual things. We've been blessed with, 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 uh, 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 things of the world. We've been blessed with things, but we, we must learn how to handle those things that we've been blessed with. <clears throat> God's gift to you may be children. You, you need to steward be a wise steward over those children, which some aren't, but they should be. Uh, God, uh, God's gift to to us may be wealth, but we must learn how to be good stewards over that wealth that God gives us. We must remember that that God only expects what's His back from us. He lets us keep the rest of it, so we can show Him that we are good spirits over good. Uh, stewards over his over what he has given us god uh god 
God may just give us just a living. That's that's some, the Bible says be content with whatever God gives us. You know, there there's some people say, well, well, I, I I have a lot of problems, but they're living, they're eating, they got a place to stay, they got they got the, they got the things that they need in life, but uh, they need to be content over that, and and they they need to realize that these are the things that God has given them, and they're even to be good stewards over. What maybe what little they do get, but God expects His children to be good stewards over everything that He gives them. He expects them to be good stewards. He expects them to follow uh, to follow Him. He expects them to be what uh, He 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 expects them to be. Now God delivered His children from the third greatest enemy. And now some may say, well, no, this is my greatest enemy is Satan. Not really. Not really. You know, Satan can't do anything to you until God lets him. You know, as, as one of our brethren here at church, he prays all the time that God will keep that hedge. God will keep that hedge around us and God will protect us. And God does that. He keeps that hedge around us and he protects us just like he did old Job of old. He, he kept that head and, and it wasn't until God permitted that hedge to be taken down and permitted Satan to try him that Job, Job was ever in the hands of Satan. But let me tell you folks, it's not like that with us. It's not like that with us. You know, a lot, a lot of the things that we see go on today, especially among Christians, as I've heard it said many times, and I know that you, you've, you've heard it many times. You know, we all get what we deserve. You know, if, if, if God, if God sees fit to take anything away from us, we didn't deserve it. If God, you know, it was Job that said, He giveth and He taketh away. Well, let me tell you folks, if God sees fit to take something away from us, we, we deserve to have it taken away from us. You know, if, if God gave every one of us what we deserve, he would have sent every one of us to a to a, a, a fiery hell if if he if we got everything that we deserve. Now I, that that enemy that uh, that that enemy old Satan cannot destroy one of God's children unless God permits him to, but but he can bring railing accusations against God against the Lord we serve against the gospel we preach, and against the life we live, he can bring a lot of railing accusations against us. And and sad part about it is some of the accusations he brings about it is true. They're true. That's sad. That's the sad part about it. I hate, hate to even think about that. Hate to even have that come to my mind. That that it that is true that uh that he uh that um he 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 brings accusations. They're not false accusations; they're true accusations. Because sometimes we live, you know, as I said uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week, you know, we 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 live like the devil. We live like the devil live. We go out in the world and we do like the devil does. We 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 go out in the world and we deceive and we lie and we cheat and and and. And and we steal one of the greatest things, I guess, uh, that anybody can have in their life is to have unconfessed and unrepented sin.
And a lot of people have that in their life. And that's not because of Satan. Because God gives us a way that we can confess our sins. And, and, and He is just and He will forgive us our sins. And, and He will, He will put us back on the right road that we'd be on. The sad part about it is we get off of that road so easily. And so I, I'm just thankful to God that, uh, that, that He, He, He has delivered us from Satan. If Satan was let go and do whatever he wanted to do, if you'll remember, God told, told Satan when he wanted to try Job, he says, now you can do whatever you want to do, but don't take his life. Don't take his life, you know. But, but if, if Satan has ever turned loose on us, you know, we, if Satan, if Satan ever sifts us, then I'm going to tell you, that's a terrible sift, sifting. I've had it happen. I, I know it's a terrible thing. Also, God delivers us from the third greatest enemy, and that is a statement that a lot of us make. And, and I want to tell you, we, we have to understand this in this day and time. I hear it all the time. I don't have time to serve the Lord. I don't have time. Preacher, I won't be at church because I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Preacher, I won't be at church because I planned on this and planned on that. You know, we, we let, uh, we let, uh, uh, we let that thought that we don't have time, you know, we don't have time. You know, it's a, uh, I had someone not too long ago came to me and I was sitting at the McDonald's and he came in and sat down beside me. This little, little, little fella did. He sat down beside me and he said, do you have time to talk to me? I told him, I said, listen, I have all the time in the world. I said, what is your problem? And he sat down there and was telling me his problem. And, and, and certainly, you know, uh, we've always got time to serve. You know, if, if you've got a neighbor that you haven't talked to, you need to take time and go and talk to that neighbor. If, if you, if you have a neighbor that, that, that dies and you realize you never spoke to them, I tell you, that's a terrible thing. I had that happen to me, uh, years and years ago. I grew up with a with a boy. His name was Danny White, and uh, I was I was saved, and I was talking with Danny, and I never witnessed to him, and I don't know. I, I usually did. I usually witnessed about everybody I talked to years ago, especially when I was first saved. Well, um, I talked to Danny that day, and that night, Danny and his girlfriend went out. And they parked out on the, somewhere in a secluded place, and it was cold. It was in the winter time, and they left their engine on, and both of them died. Both of them died. And I want to tell you, folks, and I'm as I'm sitting here, I will never forget this as long as I live. I went to the funeral home, and I looked in that casket, and the first thing that come to my mind, first thing that come to my mind, I did not talk to him about salvation. As far as I know, Danny went out into eternity without being saved. Cause I, I, I know he didn't go to church and I know he didn't live a Christian life at all. And, uh, but I did not talk to him. I, I failed to testify to him what God has done to me. Even, even he talked about, he talked to me about how God had, had changed me. He knew me. He knew me well. 
and he how God had changed me, but yet I never one time talked to him about salvation. And now here he is. He's gone out into eternity, and I'm going to have to stand accountable for that someday. That's right. You've got to stand accountable for those things. If, you, if you've got someone in your family that you have failed to talk to, and they go to meet the Lord, then uh, this old thing of saying everybody is saved just won't get it done. It won't get it done. Because if, if you fail to go and talk to them, you know, you, you, you're you going to be saddened for the rest of your life because you did not talk to them. You may be saddened because you lost them, but you're going to be more sad because you did not talk to them about the Lord. So so the thing about it is, is, is it's not that we don't have time to serve. It's just that we don't want to take time to serve. God gives us time. He gives us all the time in the world that we that we need. He gives us the time we need. We we are going we're going up against the greatest blessing God has given us. That is, He delivered us to do one thing, and that is to serve Him. He delivered us to serve Him. He delivered delivered us to be His His slaves. His doulos. There's a Greek word doulos means a slave, and He He. He, he became, we, be, we became his slave. I hear a lot also, I thank God that I am saved. And that's wonderful. It's wonderful, thank God, that you're saved. But what I don't hear uh, very, very much is, I thank God that he has given me a righteous robe to put on, a slave ring on the finger, a testifying shoes on my feet, and all my provisions and now I am his bond slave. I love to serve him. We don't hear that any. We don't, we don't hear it that much that, that, that we, we love to serve him. I know there's people that are yearning right now. We've got church members that are listening to this that are yearning right now. They want to be back in the house of God. And I want them to be back in the house of God. And as Brother Adam and I were talking earlier before we set this up and got it started, uh, um, I'm hoping and praying that in maybe a couple of three more weeks we can we can set this up in some way that that we can all meet together again. You pray about that because I pray that that's going to happen and that's going to take place. Now, of course, what I just quoted to you, the previous that I just quoted to you, came from the 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 parable of the lost son who ran to meet the father. Who, who the father ran to meet him. And so that's where we came from. That's where this come from. He gave him a robe. He gave him a ring for his finger. And he gave him shoes for his feet. And he provided for him one of the greatest provisions that any person can have. Just remember, this son had been eating in the hog pen. He'd been eating the husk that came off of the corn that the hogs ate. And so remember that. God provided for him. These things. It was David who said, I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. I came again. I'm sitting right here at an empty church building. This building will seat about 250 people. And most Sundays we'll have 50 people in it. And, and, uh, maybe a little more than 50, but, but uh but then some Sundays we don't have fifty because we have people that that just take off from church and and go. 
But uh, but the thing about it is, is I'm sitting here preaching to to uh, uh, 18 18 foot pews, 18 18 foot pews, and 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 I and what my message is going in a little cubby hole back there where Brother Adam is, and, and but I'm preaching to empty pews, and so let me tell you, folks, it's a wonderful thing that when when they say. I'll be glad when I can go into the house of the Lord once again. What, what, what a great blessing that is. We can say that. God has done great things in and through us. He's done great things in and through us. I saw where somebody put uh, on uh, uh, Facebook this, this today, I guess it was, about how that, we'll, that we have been here in this location for 30 years now, 30 years as of as of right now, we've been here 30 years, and and uh, and and I've never had to preach to an empty building, but that's what we're doing right now. But God has used us; He's used us mightily. He's used every one of us. Some of you might say, "Well, God hadn't used me." You you don't know that. You, you you're not going to know how much God used you until you do what God would have you do. And then someday when you stand before God, He's going to tell you how much He used you. He's going to tell you how, 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 what you did and how you did it and how you lived your life. He's going to tell you those things. He's going to bring those things back to you because He, He knows about them. Listen, today the Bible says the fruit, not the fruits, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And that's all found in Galatians 5 and verse 22 and 23. You know, we have God, the, the fruit that the Spirit gives us as we live upon this earth, if we're saved and the Spirit is with us, is He gives us the Spirit to love. He gives us a spirit to be happy. He gives us a spirit of peace, of long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. <clears throat> the no coronavirus can take that away. It can't take that away from you. Oh, yeah, coronavirus is taking people. Uh, they're not able to be in the church buildings. Today and and I, I do believe that uh, that you know that we we have a duty to to follow the laws that that we're given during this time, but uh, but but coronavirus can't take that away from you right where you are right now, sitting in your your home, maybe in your 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 lounge chair or or in your uh, recliner, or you're sitting there and you're watching this and you're listening to it. Coronavirus cannot take these things away from you. It can't take, though, that fruit away from you that the Spirit has given you in this day and time. The Bible states, I'm sorry, let me say this, uh, nothing on this wicked earth can remove the love of God, the love that God has for his children. Nothing can remove that. You know, you might say, well, it may be a while before I get back in church, but, but God... God still loves us. He loves every one of you. If you're his child, he loves you. 
If you're his child, he's going to take care of you. If you're his child, then uh, then he's going to. I've, I've, I've often said this myself. I'm, I'm one of those old people they talk about that that, that had better watch out for it. Uh, but I've, I've said this many times myself. You know, if this is the way the Lord wants to take me, then that's the way I'll go. But if, if the Lord wants to see fit to see me through this, I'll see through this. And I believe that. But I also believe that, that we need to be careful how we live our lives. We need to be careful what we do. We need to be careful how we act. We need to be careful how we dress. We need to be careful how we talk. We need to be careful about every phase of our life. We need to be careful in that. <clears throat> the Bible states that God scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. God scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has removed the mighty from, from, from the thrones. He has sent the rich away with a sad heart. The arm of God, which is very strong, has taken down everything that exalts itself against him. And he can, he can remove this also if he sees fit to do so. He can remove this also. He's removed kings. He, he's, he's removed, he, he's removed, uh, 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 everything. He's taken mighty men off of thrones. He, he has, he has, he's done a lot of things. And show his strength and his power. But let me tell you, folks, uh, God is going to take care of his children. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to be delivered from this also. To be delivered from this disease that's going on. You know, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I don't guess I've got it. You know, sometimes I feel like I might have it. But I don't guess I have it. I'm I feel real sure I don't because what I've got I've had for 20 years. And so I know that uh, that hasn't killed me yet, so it can't be that. So, but, but the fact is, you know, I'm just waiting to be delivered from this also. How about you, dear saint? Will you be glad when they say we can go into the house of God again? Will you be happy? Will you be glad for that? Oh, I know you will. I know you've got to be shouting amen right now to the top of your lungs. You've got to be shouting. I can't hear you, but you can hear me because I tell you, folks, uh, I, I have a, I have tears in my eyes over not being able to be into the house of the Lord, not, not seeing my people here. I've cried a many of a tear over that, and I still do it. And I, I know that I know that you, you, you're in a shouting mood right now. Oh, I'll be glad. When that day comes that we can meet back together, well, you better make good of it when it comes. You better, you better not make a mockery of it. You better not, you better not do just the opposite of what God would have you to do. You know, because let me tell you, God is with us. God is taking care of us and he will take care, take care of us continually. I pray that God will bless you today and I thank you for tuning in and I pray that God will, will take care of you and if you happen to be lost, I pray that God will save you. The only, the greatest, the greatest thing God can do for you if you're lost is to lead you to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. We thank you for tuning in.